You're listening to the Contagious Confidence Podcast, and I'm your host, Katie Hawks. I'm passionate about helping you unleash confidence in every area of your life. Confidence is a journey, and I'm here to remind you that you're not alone. Every other Tuesday, I'm bringing you conversations that will inspire, encourage, and challenge you. Are you ready? Thank you for listening to the Contagious Confidence Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. In this episode, you'll be hearing from just me. No guests will be joining me for this one. I'll be talking about my experience taking a six-month break from my personal Instagram, and I'm excited to share what I've learned with you. But before I do, I wanted to share my confidence boost. As you can probably hear in my voice, I am sick for what feels like the 10th time this year. This time, my allergies just really knocked me out, but I'm feeling better. I was really struggling to figure out what I wanted to share as my confidence boost, and I actually have some really exciting things happening in my professional life. Basically, my hard work is finally paying off, and I'm excited to share more details in the future. Alrighty, so let's get into this episode. On December 31st, 2021, around 11.30 p.m., I handed my phone to my husband and asked him to change my personal Instagram password and not to tell me what it was. And when I was ready, I would ask him for it and log back in again. And on July 1st, 2022, almost exactly six months later, I decided to log back in again. If you're a loyal listener of this podcast or know me personally, in that case, you may have heard me talk about how I have a love-hate relationship with social media, especially Instagram. There are many times I just wanted to delete the app from my phone, but would make so many excuses not to do it. I use it for work or I need it for my podcast, I would tell myself. So I knew that I needed to do something drastic because what I was currently doing wasn't working anymore. The owner of a company that I used to work for was known for saying this. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. This is why I decided to do something different this time. The truth is, I used Instagram to distract myself. The more I watched people's stories and scrolled through posts and got sucked into watching reels, the more I compared myself to others on the platform, and I really didn't like that feeling. I would consume so much content and didn't really take an inventory of how it was affecting my mental health. I would spend hours a day on the app. I was stalled at work. I got on Instagram. I was hanging out with my friends and there was a lull in the conversation. I would get on Instagram. If I was at a stoplight, I would get on Instagram. If I was stressed, I would get on Instagram. Even when I went to the bathroom, I would get on Instagram. And when it came to posting in my feed and on my stories, I was paralyzed by fear. Fear of sharing myself with other people, worrying about how I would be perceived. Would people unfollow me? Would they like me less? Because every time I did something on Instagram, I would check my phone every 20 minutes to see how many likes and comments I had. Or if I posted a story, I was like, ooh, how many people have watched it? I turned off push notifications for Instagram on my phone because it drives me insane, but every time I clicked into the app, it was like a dopamine hit every single time. 
the notification that someone had liked my post would make me feel like, ooh, someone likes me, I'm validated. And then I would start feeling shame around feeling that way. But then I remember that Instagram was designed to have this power over us. Watch or don't watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix if you want to know more about what I'm talking about. Another thing that really started to affect my mental health was when something happened in the world, um, like the pandemic, another heartbreaking mass shooting, S9 political decisions, etc. I wouldn't even give myself enough time to process what was going on before I would get on this platform while pe- where people share their personal beliefs or share posts from other accounts. And I started allowing the beliefs of other people that I didn't even know and let it shape how I felt about a particular situation. All of that to say was I needed a break. I was burnt out. I needed to challenge myself not to depend on something outside of myself to help me get through daily life. I had reached my limit. When I was sitting down to start planning out this episode, I started doing some research and I found an article on the McLean Hospital website that I thought was pretty powerful. It said, people are usually motivated to change their social media use by simply hearing that it's terrible for them. It's better for individuals to see that what their limits are. It's probably unrealistic for most social media users to quit completely. However, they can monitor their behavior to see how their use impacts them and how to act as a result. I think for me, I had reached my limit a long time ago, and I knew that I needed to take some time. To be fully transparent, I did not get all the way off of Instagram. I didn't delete the app. I still use the podcast Instagram account to post, and I did consume a little. I also filmed a few reels for the company that I work for, which was a lot of fun, and I'll dive into that later. Taking the last six months off of my personal Instagram taught me a lot about myself, and I wanted to share with you, my listener, what I've learned over those last six months, and I also wanted to talk about some mindset shifts that I've created during my time away. The first thing that I learned was that I have so much time. One of the first things I noticed once I logged out of my personal Instagram is how much time I actually had. I would spend a full day working, scroll on the gram, eat dinner, and it was time for bed. That was what most of my days consisted of. Letting go of the temptation to scroll whenever I had downtime or was bored allowed me to free up my time. I started really prioritizing other passions in my life, like running, thrift shopping, researching for the podcast, etc. I took the hours, yes, hours I spent scrolling on Instagram and reallocated them into areas that fill me up more than scrolling did. Something that I noticed about myself that I was starting to say a lot was that I never had enough of two things, time and money. Maybe you can relate to this. No shit. You're not going to have a lot of time if you spend every damn second of your free time scrolling. I've also felt very convicted about saying this too, and I'm trying to shift my mindset around this because the truth is we all have the same amount of time in the day. It's how we spend it that makes all the difference. Number two, Instagram equals overflow. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, the Gold Digger podcast, and the host, Jenna, was interviewing Sadie Robinson Huff, 
the daughter of one of the main guys from the show Duck Dynasty. The title of the episode was, Is It Time to Delete Instagram? So, of course, I listened. I'll link the show below in the show notes if you're interested. While I really don't know much about Sadie, one thing that she said really stuck with me. She said that her Instagram was her overflow. She said that in order to have an overflow, she needs to live her life. I want to be so filled up in real life that it overflows into my digital life. You feel me? I remember almost a year ago, I had the realization that I was starting to compare myself to not one person on Instagram, but I had created this perfect person in my mind that was a combination of all these people that I followed. I would see them living their lives and I'm just over here sitting on my ass working all day and laying on the couch at night and getting on Instagram and watching them live their perfect lives as I watch snapshots of their quote unquote perfect life. But when I realized that what I was seeing was what they wanted me to see, I don't see the massive amounts of debt that they might be in or I don't see them crying at night because they're so lonely. I have a really great life, but I was focusing on what everyone else was living and how everyone else was living and not realizing that I was actually living myself. Number three, I have control over my experience. This is a multiple parter, and I wanted to share some things I've learned about myself when it comes to Instagram. I was using it for validation. I recently finished reading Always on Purpose, and I've mentioned this book multiple times in the last couple episodes, but it's by Amy Eliza Wong, who was a guest on the podcast. I'll link her book in the show notes in case you're interested. This book is life-changing in so many ways, and one of the questions that she tells her reader to ask themselves in the book is, what am I afraid that others will decide or think about me? And the first thing that I thought after asking myself this was that I'm not enough, which made me start to think about why I don't put myself out there much on social media. I think putting myself out there on social media exposes me to other people who can make their own judgments. They can like me or not like me. Maybe people will figure out that I'm not enough. But what if something that I do or say changes someone's life. One phrase that plays on repeat in my head is impact over ego. Ultimately, I decided that I just need to get over my damn self, get over the fear of being found out and flip the narrative to, but what if I am enough? The second part of what Instagram has taught me was that it triggers my imposter syndrome. Have you heard of imposter syndrome? A person experiences imposter syndrome when, when feeling chronic self-doubt and a sense of being exposed as a fraud in terms of success and intellect. Actually, three out of four people experience imposter syndrome. So I know I'm not the only one. I think that Instagram triggers my imposter syndrome because I feel so behind because I am looking at all of these people living their lives and seeing how they achieve success after success and I'm just over here working my ass off and feeling like I'm getting nowhere when I really am I feel so insecure about not being able to afford that trip or that brand when in actuality I just choose not to I let people living their lives dictate how I feel about myself 
I start doubting myself because I feel like I'm not doing enough when by simply showing up, I am enough. I can't continue to allow Instagram to have this power over me, and I refuse to let it have that much role in my life. I continually tell myself I am enough and I'm worthy. Number four is Instagram is an amazing place. This one might be surprising, but Instagram really is amazing. I have been able to connect with so many cool people, many of which I've had as guests on this podcast. People have discovered the podcast through Instagram too. Instagram is a tool that allows me to connect with really cool people. There are a lot of things wrong with this app, but it can be used for good. I have to tell you a story really quick because I actually had someone as a guest on the podcast and they went on someone else's Instagram and did like a live and I liked it. And a few hours later, I get a voice DM from the girl's Instagram that the guest I had went to be on. And she said, hey, I... I saw Contagious Confidence pop up on my notifications and I started looking at your content. I love what you're doing. I love the name Contagious Contagious Confidence and I just wanted to say, keep doing what you're doing. And that just filled me up so much. So it can be used for good. Number five is intention. I think the biggest thing I needed to take away from this break was that I needed to refrain how I looked at Instagram. I think for a while I viewed it as a burden. Every time I got on the app, it was to distract myself. I needed something to take my mind off of what was uncomfortable around me. I was consuming so much content that it was like I wasn't even comprehending what I was viewing. I was just in a habit of grabbing my phone and scrolling, and I didn't allow myself to be inspired by what I was viewing. One of the coolest shifts that happened during my break is that I have an intention every time I get on Instagram. I intend to get on there to be inspired or to post. I start making the most of the time that I am spending on the app to get my creativity flowing, and I started getting more comfortable creating reels for the business that I work for. Instagram became fun again. Sometimes it takes just stepping away and reflecting to realize what you can actually use to your benefit. And those are the five things that I learned during my Instagram break, and I hope that you can take something from it. To close out this episode, I want to offer a few tips for you in case you're dealing with a love-hate relationship with Instagram just like I was. Tip number one, set timers. Instagram has an in-app timer that will let you know when you've spent a certain amount of time on the app. Yes, you do have the ability to hit 15 more minutes or ignore for the day, so it doesn't really keep you off the app, but it can make you aware of how quickly a certain amount of time can fly when you're on the app. Right now I have my timer set for 30 minutes and so when I've been on the app for 30 minutes it says time's up. So this lets me know that how quickly 30 minutes can go by. I encourage you to do whatever you feel comfortable with but that is an option. Tip number two is to create boundaries for yourself. 
for many years, the first thing that I would do when I woke up in the morning was grab my phone and get right on Instagram. Before I even got out of bed, the first thing I was seeing was what other people were doing on the gram, and I let it dictate the rest of my day. I was just consuming, consuming, reacting, reacting before my feet even hit the floor. And one day, I knew I had to make a change. At first, I started by not getting on Instagram for the first hour after I woke up. Then I worked my way up to two. And then I decided that I wasn't going to touch it until 12 p.m. And then I decided that I would not get on Instagram for at least an hour before I went to bed. And then I worked my way up to two hours before bed. Now, I barely look at my phone in the evenings, and most of the time, I don't even know where it is. But this is what worked for me. This was what was healthy for me. Find out what works for you. If you're not happy with your Instagram habits, change it. You're the only one that can. The third thing I learned was I need to take a break. Even if it's just deleting the app for a day or the weekend, I need to do what I feel most comfortable with and reflect on how that makes me feel. And the last tip that I want to give you is to give yourself some grace. I'm by no means perfect, and I say this because some days I spend way too much time on Instagram still. I let myself get sucked back in, and I start comparing myself again. But I know myself enough to allow myself to do that. Maybe that's what I need in that moment. And then I think, tomorrow's another day, and I'll start again tomorrow. So what does this have to do with confidence? I feel like nowadays social media has such an impact on our confidence, whether we know it or not. And I think that in talking about our struggles with social media, because our parents never went through this, we're the first generation that is having to navigate this world of social media and how we approach it and how we deal with things. And I think it's important to make decisions and step out in confidence, whether other people are doing it or not, and do what is best for ourselves. Because true confidence is when you know yourself and know what you want out of life and know the life that you want to live. And it's making those decisions, whether or not everyone else is doing it, um, that can really be confident. So I think that the social media discussion is important to have when it comes to confidence. I think you need to take an inventory of how social media is impacting your mental health and your confidence and make changes accordingly. Well, that's it. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I've been thinking a lot about this and I'm so glad that I finally get to share it with you. If you got something out of this episode, please share it on Instagram or take a few minutes to review it in the Apple Podcast app or rate this podcast on Spotify. It would mean so much to me. I've got some really exciting interviews lined up in the next few months, so stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next one.